Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to this month's episode of Banging Foot Club. I'm Lucy Moon. I'm Hannah Witten and I'm Lena Norms. And this is the fortnightly podcast in which we read a book about sex or gender every single month and discuss it. Yeah. This is February. And in February, we read Nina is Not Okay by Shafi Korsandi. Yes, we did. That was very concise. <laughs> I was very focused. I feel like it was the, the introduction to like the BBC News or something. I love it. It's like, and it's so just locate you in the situation. It's seven o'clock, and that um, all came from our head. We didn't write down a script. I know. I'm amazed. Um, I have an opening comment to make to one of our listeners. His name is Simon Owen, huh? and he has dropped me a feedback email. Oh, oh. <clears throat> and we all have we, we feedback from these. men. My <laughs> fave. <laughs> favorite themed emo in fact i have a folder um simon um would like to say that as a challenge could you hannah and lucy try to make a podcast without using the word like you will shorten the podcast by about 20 percent oh so simon you. the challenge uninvited opinion <laughs> what we're gonna do this podcast is say the word like as much as possible <laughs> because um, like i don't we... care like what men think like <laughs> And um, maybe we should like maybe like substitute it for um like on the news like um, on the like posh people oh, news yeah. like with the, all the male patriarchy um um well I, I think you see David um that my my views on Brexit Brexit are um 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 don't tell me that politicians don't hesitate they're just men and they have lower voices fuck you like <laughs> <laughs> anyway venom okay so trigger warnings before we begin on rape relationship abuse and alcohol can you guys think of any more. Then, then the main ones, I think. The yeah. word like, if you're triggered by the word like, <laughs> you should like watch out. Yeah. And a quick trigger warning for eating disorders as well. We've realised midway through the podcast. Um, shall we do quick sound reviews of Nina is Not Okay and then explain the plot to yeah. listeners? Let's do that. <laughs> I think Lucy should go first. Well, no, I was going to say mine's really dark, so it would just be crying noise. Because <laughs> like, that's all I did through this book. I cried. To, to give anybody context who's not sure is that we started reading this book thinking it was kind of just about sex. There might be some I alcohol. I thought it was going to be a funny YA coming-of-age story yeah. about... With a bit of alcohol thrown in for good measure. Yeah. And um, Lucy's recently been... Do you want to explain your background? People don't know. My background? <laughs> your my background. Issues. Your Someone foreground, re- if you will. Someone referred to it as my story the other day. <laughs> I was like, ew, vomit in my mouth. Um, I've recently gone sober-ish. Um, I have no, drunk... sober. I've gone sober, yeah, but I'm like considering reintroducing it. I'm very, very small. Oh, interesting. That's small. a new development. I don't want to commit myself to Absolute say... Absolute pro- plot pro- twist to her story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to project myself as completely sober online because I don't want to mislead. But right now I am completely sober and mm-hmm. I have been for a hun- hundred days. Woo, 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 woo. Woo! Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was due to issues with alcohol consumption. Um, so it's not like a choice I made actively because I'm looking after my health or some shit. Like this was a kind of necessary measure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so in, with that as context... Nina is not okay. Hit me in a really interesting way because Nina is an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did not know an this. Eighteen-year-old alcoholic. Yeah, because when I started reading it, I was like, um, loose, um, yeah, um, loose trigger warning. Um, <laughs> Lisa sent this message and was like, "Are you sure you're going to be okay reading this?" And I went, "Sure, I'll be fine." And I basically had to finish it in about two days because I would never have picked it up again. <laughs> I did not oh finish God. it because no, we... half the book. Um, to contextualize for people who haven't read it. Half the book is basically her going out, getting drunk, doing awful, yeah. shameful things and dealing with the emotional hangover afterwards. 
That is like two hundred pages. Subject, yeah, subjectively shameful, but she feels shame because of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's about yeah two hundred pages of that, and then she's checked into rehab, and then the rest of the story follows the the kind of sobering up. Yeah. yeah, so that was that was Lucy's sound review plus the plot. Summary. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so that's great. So she's given us so <laughs> much recently. <laughs> Over delivering. Uh, Lita, what's your sound review? Ha! Oh! 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 <laughs> <laughs> my emotions. I loved it. I'm. Oh god, I've not thought of mine yet. Uh, Nina is not okay. Um, there, there. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Um, maybe it should be like. Okay, so like I have prepared some like questions, but when I was like preparing them, I realized that they they sound like kind of like quite book okay, discussion. So sorry, I can't stop. Yeah, so, sorry, can you like not? Oh my god, I want to wipe my sorry. head on a book. Um, so I've I've prepared some questions, but I realized that I've written them in a really like teacher like reading pack kind it's of like, way. But I think they could be potentially funny. So okay. I'm gonna read them out as they are, and we'll see what happens. So my first question is: This book is about the relationship between sex and drink. True or false? And if so, do you think that we talk about drink PS sex and talk about sex PS drink, but not them together equally? Because I think this is the first time that I've experienced them together. I don't know which it was more about. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think true it is about sex and drink, but not just that. It's about drink and like loads of stuff. Mm -hmm. Sex being like a very crucial part of that, especially when you get to like fucking last 100 pages of the book Mm, yeah um and then i don't think i i think we should be having conversations about sex and alcohol equally because the way that they play out in real life is often hand in hand Mm, yeah um but the discussion of them never really is yeah those are my thoughts yeah I only realised when I read it that I was like, oh, I've never not been able to decide which this is about. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I've, yeah, I felt exactly the same. Like, the sex, PS alcohol. We rarely, if someone goes for drinks with someone on a date and then they have sex, one of them's always kind of an afterthought, either the alcohol or the sex. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's quite or, sad. Like, yeah, who's or... ever had sex as an afterthought? Yeah, <laughs> me probably. Oh, oh, you say it like no. that, but it is a case of like you often excuse some of your sexual behaviour being like, oh, we were wasted or like we were really Mm. drunk and often alcohol environments, so like bars and clubs, not only do those like places sell alcohol, but they're also places that create an atmosphere of hookup culture as well. Mm. So it's like Mm. an alcohol institution and a meet someone to have sex with institution. They're so together. Why do I even find love? So the bar is where I go. Thank you, Ed Sheeran, for your new single. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Calls it a single. Such a grandma. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) It's a single. single. I don't know. I've never heard that in ages. What do you call it? Track. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) sick beat. Your record. (laughs) Shoot. Can you tell I'm dating somebody younger? Anyway. Um, can we keep that? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Oh, I also, yeah. I before we carry on getting into this, I just want to also say I fucking loved this book. I don't think I've said that yet. No, I loved me. it. Did you guys like it, despite other things? I am ultimately glad I read it. I found it a very stressful read. <laughs> um, I wouldn't recommend it for anyone struggling with alcohol issues. I don't think, but maybe I would. I don't know, like. This is me. It might trigger them or it might help them. It was like like... a traumatic read and not a helpful read at all Mm. for me, but it was an interesting read. Would it have been helpful to you before you had your crisis and went sober? Yes. See, there we go. Interesting. I think that would have been a better time. Or maybe it would have been worse because that was when I was doing more of the going out. Because the thing that I think really hit me was that I saw my own actions replicated by Nina. Mm-hmm. Um, not not to the same extent. I should clarify on Did an online podcast. Did you get another condom lost inside you? Yeah. Oh coming? my god. Was... No. Anyway. The, yeah. These are like okay. Not on a scandalous, in inverted commas, obviously, mm-hmm. but like that kind of it, like maybe more extreme level. Like it wasn't that mm. extreme, but I would go out, get horrendously drunk, come back, have that crazy emotional hangover, have done stuff I regretted. Like that was a constant theme. So maybe it would have hit me more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But well, we'll I never know fair, yeah. like, as your friend, if you were like, this is the best book ever, I'm going to read it every month or year. Yeah. Knowing you, I'd be like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's good. I don't think, yeah, yeah I don't think. I th- your reaction to it is totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it felt healthy. For me, um, super, what I enjoyed most about this book was I listened to an audiobook Ooh. and the author reads it and she's really great at reading it. Uh, like, she's really great. Is she it gets more all of humorous? The, yeah. She gets all the comic timings. She gets the accents and, like, it's it's just a really funny thing to listen to because I think she has a lot of comic timing in the way she says stuff. But she's a stand-up yeah. comedian as well. Is she? Yes. yes, she is. You can tell. No, she's yeah. a, she <laughs> would rec- If you guys are listening to this and you haven't actually read it yet, I would recommend downloading the audiobook. Yeah, I've seen her stand-up on things like Live at the Apollo mm. before. Oh, that's how I watch them now. That's how I know of her. I need yeah. to give her a watch. So something else I looked up um, about um, Shappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I allowed to call her Shappy? <laughs> We're friends are with Shappy. 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 Um, Obviously, I gave her a Google because I was like, does she also struggle with alcohol problems? Like, and completely Uh. read some interviews with her. No, she does not struggle with alcohol issues, apparently. But she's had similar issues with food addictions or food um, issues. So I don't know if she had an alcohol problem. Mm. Um, But she's spoken in interviews about the food stuff. Okay. Yes. And she's mentioned it, kind of glossed over it and gone, that's the thing I experienced. Don't want to go into it. That's so interesting. So I thought that was really interesting because I assumed from the way she describes a lot of it that she has had a similar experience. Yeah. And so it's interesting to have heard her read it. That must have been really interesting. Mm. Because I was listening to it thinking this must be partly autobiographical. Yeah, same. But it kind of is, I guess, then, but in a different way to how I imagined. Yeah. Like a different addiction, maybe. Yes. One of the things that I loved about the about the first person like you get it you're in nina's head basically Mm. um is her whole thought processes and i know you've also read this book and it kind of reminded me of it even though um the book i'm going to compare it to is non-fiction and completely autobiographical which is the the time in between the space oh yeah yeah, 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 the time in between. The Nancy time in between, her. which is Nancy's yeah. book about anorexia. Mm. Yeah, and, that's true. And from, that. from that, being so in Nancy's head where she's like, um, I'm destroying my body, but she's like reasoning with herself and um, you totally understand her thought process of why she is starving herself, even though you, mm. she also knows it's destructive. I got the, exactly the same vibes from Nina of like, you yeah. totally understand how she's getting from A to B and B being drink more. Um, even that, and you also see her knowing and aware of her actions, but yeah. not being able to stop. And that it's like it's yeah, really true, reminded true. me yeah. of Nancy's book. Actually, similar feelings. I've not finished the time in between, but the bits of it that I did read, um, very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. That that it's kind of like a guttural reaction. Yeah, yeah. You feel moved you feel, by like, it. Sick. Yeah. yeah. The way that it's written, often like in that real time, where she's mm. like. I did this and then I went to grab a drink and then I and then I downed it and then this happened like it's really yeah yeah it's immediate Mm -hmm. I think um to just play devil's advocate because to to be fair like I really did enjoy as well I think it's a good book my only thing that I would say is that I would consider this in the way it's written and executed as a YA book and I'm not a fan of the fact that they publish it as adult fiction I I would I would make that that call did they publish it as adult yeah so this is uh, this is completely adult fiction but this for me this This is is YA but there's the thing where I'm like I well again this is this is something that I, I, like lots of people online disagree with me about but I do think there are decipherable like like literary devices that make something adult or or YA. I was I reading it and YA. I, I I was reading it and I for me it feels on the cusp but more YA but mm. very on the cusp and I think it's also written in a way that would benefit people who are yeah. reading mm. YA and I, I like and I also think that so like, say with the time in between like that has lots of literary devices in it where it changes voice or will change form or part of it will appear as a play do you remember those bits yeah. like part of it will appear as a poem and like it has literary device this doesn't have any literary devices this is like leads, story. leads you through the story with like this which yeah. is important especially if you're you're experiencing somebody with addiction sorry people who can't hear see me she's putting like, blinkers up i'm putting blinkers up like a horse um like that's important especially if you're like talking about somebody with addiction to to have a voice like that but it also i in my opinion <laughs> makes it way <laughs> i would never have even questioned mm-hmm. that this could be adult fiction in my brain this was hardcore ya <laughs> i really i yeah. was very on the Mm-hmm. on the edge then it. I think about the only adult modern fiction I've read is stuff like Sophie Kinsella 
stuff <laughs> like kind of like is, or like yeah. katie price like, mass books. <laughs> like yeah like so for me that also kind of verges on like a ya voice of again mm. the horse with blinkers up like steering yeah. you down a path of sex and alcohol and yeah, yeah, yeah. debauchery yeah i think like, it'll be interesting to see how we think about it like later in the year when we read some other stuff on the list and see like because i don't know there's lots of like different stuff that's coming because we've got um um aristotle and dante yeah which is ya 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 but is also fucking literary masterpiece of like you could pick that apart in like a dissertation and it would be anyway wow. sorry getting distracted getting excited. <laughs> get all of the literature me um <laughs> um do you want me to go through my other questions or do people want to talk more about um let's go through your questions okay. I, I and do, then we can obviously I have just some other themes them. that i want to talk about but okay. i assume you've probably got them down in your notes <laughs> oh such faith mm. um okay was nina realistic for you and does that depend on your own relationship to drink? <laughs> um, Lucy, do you want to go first on this one? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, Lucy. <laughs> um, I find, I, I've, I've said this about the Cat and Moran novel we read in December as well, but I find um, some of the voices in what I thought was YA, <laughs> but evidently <laughs> maybe not, uh, like that, that first person voice can be incredibly childish to me and uh, thus unconvincing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as this book progressed, much the same with as um, How, How to, to Build a Girl progressed, um, like I I believed it more and I believed it more and I believed it more. And then with regard to alcohol, Nina's alcohol experience to me is extreme and like almost unbelievable, but also believable. Is it like familiar? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Even it's if it doesn't feel like true, true to you, but like, it's like yeah, and it feels a little bit extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I again, I'm I'm like deciding whether I am an alcoholic or I'm not, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. so I'm going through those own processes myself. And I think a big part of that is realizing that um, a lot of the people that I do meet that do struggle with alcohol are a lot more severe than I am, and I can't relate on that level to sure. it like destroying a life in the same way it destroyed Nina's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But it did get more convincing as a voice. Yeah. As she matured. I think that's also as you get to know a character as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like when you first meet somebody at a party and like, you're a bit crazy, are you real? <laughs> and then it's like, oh yeah. yeah, they are real, they're a real person, they have lots of aspects to them, but they do on first inspection and their voice is just a bit like, are you okay? Yeah. Nina. <laughs> I think one of my favourite things about Nina's voice that I did find believable is because you're so in her head, you get all of these thoughts that she has that no one else hears no one says out loud Mm. and it's often those things that a lot of people think but they're too scared to say out loud because it's not like pc or as modern women we shouldn't even dare think it it's Mm. like the bit where she's talking about robbie who she's dating kind of at the end and he pays for their date and she's just like yeah i loved it yeah, like, yeah, I fucking love that you yeah. paid for it. I, I like, made sure that you had to pay. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, which, which, yeah, and it's one of those things where like we the can't, guilty you can't, feminist. you can't exactly. And I feel like Nina is, in a lot of ways, not just in even though she never describes herself as a feminist, she always describes her friend Beth as the feminist, mm. and she's always like picking apart things that Beth does. Um, she's like that the feminist makes, critique. Yeah, but then things that Nina does is that. I don't, I don't know if Nina's a feminist or not, and I don't necessarily think that's relevant, um, but it's just so fascinating. The things that Nina says, and as someone who doesn't... That Nina, as someone who doesn't identify as a feminist, probably has a lot more freedom to think and say these things because then no one's going to be like, oh, you're a feminist, you can't say that. Yeah, why does so-and-so's yeah. feminist yeah. character say this? Yeah. So yeah. it's like a truth to the... I have a question about that. Do you want me to bring it up now? Sure. I think it's quite interesting to talk about, about the feminist voice in the book is not the main character. She's a friendly voice that is often mocked by the narrative of uh, for her boring and extreme views. Was that a good? Was it good or bad to dilute that? Does Nina represent the reality of modern feminism that is still um, ha- that still has a hangover pun hey. from the last generation's oppression? Do you see what I mean? I'm like a school teacher. I don't know what yeah. happened. Yeah. I Did you put it in like, one of those, like, I might just like um, sell it to the publisher and they can print it at the back as like a reading guide for like groups. <laughs> Do it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really liked that the feminist voice wasn't the main character, but yeah. that might just be because I've read like all of Holly Bourne's books. Yeah. And so I'm just so used to like having the feminist voice be, be the book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was quite refreshing. It was nice. Um, and I like Beth as a character so much. And she's so, she's mm. also worth mentioning like 
Beth is not only the feminist character. Is she called Beth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, good. Mm. <laughs> She's not only the feminist character, but also the very, uh, like, well-adjusted character. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, look at this really well-adjusted feminist girl who's yeah. taking her time with life and doing really well. <laughs> and then has a lot of patience with Nina. Yeah. <laughs> Tried to yeah. sleep with her dad and she still forgives her. Yeah. What she, she did blow up in her face about that. They, yeah. She did yeah. scream at her yeah, about it. True. But then as soon as she came out of rehab, yeah. it was just like, no, we're cool. Also, yeah. she adopts like a boy at the end and then seems to carry him around everywhere, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, I was that like, is Calm annoying. down, Beth. Yeah, I think she's but just then, in love. Yeah, and again, that's the, adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> that's the adjustment of as Nina gets more adjusted, maybe Beth's weaknesses come out more in Nina's eyes mm. um, because Nina stops thinking so much about herself. What do you think about the feminist voice, Lena? I liked it and I kind of like... I cringed at some bits because I was like, oh no, that's me. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. god, I'm fucking there. Yeah. <laughs> but then I think it's, it was like made me happy as well because I think we've got to a place where, like, because there used to be so few female voices in literature, now we get to, like, now we've got some, we can now get to have the, like, the female voice that isn't like a heroine. <laughs> Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, now we can just have a diverse amount of, like, female voices that aren't always correct and, like, are flawed. But because we, we have, we've had some heroines as well. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It made me super happy. And then also that kind of feeds into my next question. But another comment is that like her feminist views on rape and abuse Uh infringe on Nina and her own emotions. And it's like the reality of your feminist critique on rape can in real time affect the people actually experiencing the thing. Do you know what I mean? So she has this speech where she's like, she's like, I'm not going to be your fucking poster girl, Beth. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And she has this big quite feminist run i think just being like stop telling me to report it yeah yeah um, which i really like so my next question class is <laughs> um memory and rape are always linked when the press talk about these kind of situations okay um in this instant in this instance it's made clear later that the guy definitely did do it uh-huh. i think we all agreed that he did definitely rape her mm. but before that how did you feel about that situation were you sure whether she'd been abused or not and like is that an awkward so before question to ask so before zoe sent her the videos when we just like from nina's blurred memory loss perspective that scene it might just be me but from reading it the only way that i was completely sure that it happened as a reader was when we got to know the rapist and the stuff that he said afterwards that incriminated him Mm. before that i was like something really shit happened oh my god what happened maybe she didn't have sex with any of them really she just went home with her i mean obviously it's books i was like probably did happen Oh, I just full on assumed she got raped. Really? Wait, but yeah. from I'm confused. Are we talking about the club? At what point of evidence? Because I'm thinking from the the scene in the club where just right at the beginning that first scene, I kind of was just like, I think something bad has happened, but I don't think she's been raped, mm. even though the evidence is that she doesn't remember anything. She's got her knickers on in her hand mm. and cum in her hair, I think. Mm. Um, but you don't know anything. Like my first thought was actually the taxi driver. Really, maybe might have raped her. What? But no, also, I definitely thought it was the two guys. But the, the way that that whole scene is written is as if you are in Nina's head. So the memory, and I had to reread that page like so many times to be like, "Am I missing something? Oh, yes, I'm missing something because Nina is missing something. Like, yeah, her memory is gone. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as Nina got the videos from Zoe of Alex having sex with her, and well, raping her. Oh, that's so and horrid. It's so horrific. Like as soon as as soon as that video evidence was there, I was just like, oh, she was raped. Yeah. Like, see, but I think that. But you didn't that, think he was. She was raped at that point, or you didn't. Before you didn't. that, I wasn't sure. But then maybe that made me the problem because I was like, I need to, as a reader, I need to see evidence that this has happened. Do you know that's, what I mean? It's so interesting to me because so for fucked. me, but, no, but when she had come in her hair and she was holding her knickers, I was like. And it's there's two guys take her outside, yeah. and then they put her in a taxi afterwards. I'm like, we know, we all know what happened then. Well, that like, was my assumption. I, I feel like that like, because it's a book. I yeah. know that an event probably happened because events happen in books. But then, like, I think if it she was my friend, I'd be like, I don't know, dude. Oh, <laughs> Maybe they just put you in a taxi. No, no, I wouldn't have thought that. But I, I knew that something was up. But like, you couldn't, you didn't know if sex consensual or not had happened until the video had ev- evidence of sex. So I just thought I just made it I thought it was like made a clear clear Mm. clear like even if it hadn't been like penetrative like maybe she'd fully gone down on them but the fact that she can't remember 
yeah. anything mm-hmm. shows she did not consent thus it is rape like well this is the she thing was obliterated enough about. to like yeah yeah because when you're incapacitated you can't consent and she yeah. was very clearly incapacitated and i thought it was clear they'd done something yeah. sexual mm-hmm. and thus i i concluded it yeah. was well, because, rape no matter what kind because of because we saw was. the blowjob scene earlier though i kind of thought maybe there was coming her hair from that maybe she oh, got maybe she, maybe she got really drunk and just decided to take mm-hmm. her knickers off like shit like that happens when mm-hmm. you're wasted i've yeah. gotten drunk and taken my pants off see i've never mm-hmm. got drunk and taken my pants off <laughs> just in what? case anyone was wondering <laughs> do you know what um i if i was a millionaire and i was trying to invest money in the country to make sure it got better do you know what i'd do i would hire loads of feminist bodyguards because i'm not bodyguards um feminist bouncers is what Britain needs because I'm like why did you send her out if she was that capacitated why the fuck did you chuck her out of the club with no phone no friends no no friends like I think who's at fault here is the bouncer like that made me really angry and I was like I would happily invest a lot of money in like feminist training for bouncers but then that second hand embarrassment I felt when she was answering back to the bouncer I was like I've done that that is honestly (laughs) like please just stop Uh. stop doing it Nina you know you're gonna hate yourself in the morning yeah yeah there was so much of that but the whole you know but it it was very clear to me like once Zoe'd sent her the video I was like she's been raped and I'm also it's one of those things where I think that I would have been like Beth Mm. like you've been raped report it even though I hope that I wouldn't be I'd hope I'd be like it's up to you but oh god yeah it like, feels and i think also like what what was interesting thinking back about it was that i think that those videos needed to come out for a lot of other characters in the book to react the way they did so like the mum yeah yeah she wouldn't have reacted in the oh, she's a strange character as it is but like she yeah. i think without the videos she would have very much been like nina you got yourself into a situation you shamed yourself like you shouldn't have been that drunk yeah, yeah. but with with the video evidence it's very clear what fascinates me about the mum is that she wants her to go um to court because the videos have embarrassed the family wait does she she wants a legitimate yeah she wants some legitimacy uh, to like you know she wants people to to be like oh it's she wants they want an excuse Uh, or explanation it's not a slag she got raped yes exactly that's why the mum wants her to go to court whilst caring about her it's also a very selfish reason. Yeah. And I thought that was really, really interesting way of creating her character. I really liked she was, that. That was a clever... Cause yeah, because then you've got... The maternal role is slightly more about honour than it is about... Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the Beth voice, which is the, like, feminist, loud... Like, justice. Yeah, the justice, like, the, the reasoned, like one and then you've got the mum with ulterior motives for it mm-hmm. and you never really hear that voice and alan bless oh alan. i love alan <laughs> my next thing is about alan it's literally about oh alan. my god um oh. should we keep talking, we, should we move yeah, yeah. on to alan in a, in a bit yeah yeah um, pause on the alan pause now. on alan one of the things that i found really interesting is that in the story they wrote in that two other girls had previously come to the police with complaints about alex the same guy but they hadn't gone anywhere. And that, to me, is so, like... Uh, realistic. Mm. because And also really saddening. Because so many women don't go forwards, or they do go forwards, and then they drop the charge, or there's not enough evidence, and, like, la la la, mm. there's reasons why it doesn't go fully to court. Or and the they character, don't get like, Alex as well, just where keeps he, on yeah, doing the he's, same He's so thing. believable. So believable, because... Oh, I've met Alex. He wouldn't We've be as all believable. met Alex. <laughs> and there was something a little bit like, oh, he's the perfect villain it can't have just happened to one person was like yeah. my thought I was like it's almost too unbelievably villainy and then it's like oh no two other people I'm like yes you are a calculated clever guy and then her, her friend gets sucked into it as well yeah. like that oh, was God, the really scary awful. bit for me but yeah the, the Zoe and Alex relationship is just like so chilling scary so and her. also just textbook abusive relationship the way that he alienates her from all of her friends as well mm-hmm. and just makes her feel absolutely worthless and thinks that makes her think that what the two of them have together is so special mm. and they're unique mm. and no one else will understand and she pushes everyone else away to oh. the point of like depression and an eating disorder oh yeah because there is a point there's like I feel like 
I don't know what it was like for you guys reading it, but for me, there was like a tipping point where I was just like, Zoe's a bitch, Zoe's a bitch, Zoe's, oh no, Zoe, no, <laughs> come back. Oh, and it's at that point where she's done something so terrible that even if, um, well, Nina will probably never let her back into her life, hypothetically, but even um, if she starts getting, if Zoe starts getting better and getting out of the relationship, she will then hate herself for what she did. Or like, Nina. Yeah, mm. and that feeling of like, you are going to be punished for the rest of your life With for being in an abusive relationship, basically. Even if you are only being punished by yeah. your own guilt. Yeah, mm. and it, that will just, and that, I just feel so sorry yeah. for Zoe, but also like, yeah. She's, I don't get how she could have been so close friends with Beth, but didn't realise that posting those videos on Facebook would be like an act of unfeminist warfare. Like, I'm like, you were friends with Beth. You should know. It's the yeah. distorted, it's the That's distorted, it. like, and also yeah. when people aren't, aren't eating and it's made very clear Zoe's not eating, Zoe is really yeah. kind of destroying herself with stress and worry and lack of food. You're not thinking clearly. Mm. And also, I think she probably posted them when she found them. Yeah. Do you know, so she was yeah, angry. Yeah, she was like, yeah. And also sad. because she's in an abusive relationship, her dear Alex could do no wrong. Yeah. Nina is the one who's in the wrong in that situation. Yeah, it was the posting of it online that was... Like, oh, brutal! Oh, what brutal. did you think about um, her... Because I, I found as well, like, I really oh. like... Trigger warning revenge porn. Um, but what was interesting was that the, um, it was mentioned at the beginning and she, was, she said that she knew that she had an exotic appeal for boys. That yeah. was different to what's the Zoe? Zoe's appeal, and she talks about. I think I might be wrong. I think she talks about like her as Zoe's being really pale and mm. like blonde mm. and pure, and then like she feels like she's not that to boys. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, I really want to talk about this. That's right at the beginning though, so I'm but, like no, very hazy this, on my memory of but, how that was phrased. But maybe in that bit, I can't remember. But that bit is specifically about her race mm. but then that whole idea of comparing herself to Zoe or people like Zoe throughout the book absolutely oh it kind of broke mm. my heart a bit where she's like people like Zoe are the people who are girlfriends I'm someone you just fuck in a park yeah yeah oh, I hated that that whole thing like ran through the whole the idea of purity and... yeah the idea of purity and the idea ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Dear that men go for bo- men go for girls like this in for people that they want to date mm-hmm. and then they go for people like Nina for people they want to shag and all they're good for is shagging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a self-worth thing. Like, oh. And also like her, you ex- can be her ex-boyfriend <laughs> who left her for that fucking American oh, girl. Oh, oh Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Serious <laughs> Jamie. self-esteem issues. Hello. Yeah, Jamie was a weird... Do you know what this is making me realise? This discussion is making me realise how intricate and interesting all the characters were. Mm. Oh, in this book, yeah, every yeah. character. There was no character that was in there that you were like, I didn't really get to know them. I didn't really understand them. Like yeah. every character in this book, you like 
fully understand that like that her little oh, sister was like a oh, whole katie. little person katie. she wasn't just like yeah. oh we've got this like small child in the book lol it's like katie yeah. was a person i would have recognized katie if you'd introduced me to her at 14 or 30 and this yeah. woman like that's katie yeah, yeah. Oh, that was katie. skillfully skillfully done yeah they're all so good um but yeah jamie absolute ass um i also can Ooh. we talk about nina's sexuality she kind of like comes out oh, as yeah. bi- she comes out right. as bisexual halfway through the book we've got race we've got sexuality we've got sex we've got, who says got... banging book club isn't diverse now <laughs> yeah. really oh my gosh yeah um, her sexuality that she is bi but she also is like kind of not even up for questioning at that point because so much else is going on she's, she's like, like that's I'm on the back burner deal with my bisexuality. Yeah. yeah it's like kind of touched upon yeah, yeah no pun intended and then just like <laughs> Like kind of like I fully think you intended that part. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it just approached a bit and then kind of backed away yeah. from. <laughs> I've just realised or remembered why I think this book is more like slightly more adult fiction. Maybe it's because the sex in it is a lot more graphic than you would find in YA. Oh, that's so mm, true. Yeah, that's true. That the sex is really detailed and sometimes quite disgusting. Like, yes, you know she's like being fucked doggy style in a park while she's puking. On yeah, the soil. Oh god, that was awful. The, All the sexual imagery. The, I found the really lesbian awful. sex scene that she has in rehab. Yeah. That, I really hope that they didn't make it because well. it's a lesbian sex scene. I really hope that's not the reason. Because I don't know. I think that too. But then I also think like books like Junk that were like really famous like ten years ago when I was like, oh, God, <laughs> when I was sixteen. Um, oh. That's also really horrific. It's about it's about drug abuse and sex. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it's we've been there. Oh, well, like, well, I feel like why has been there before. It could go yeah. there again. I think it's become a bit too. Vanilla. I hope it wasn't made adult fiction because, because of the gay sex scene. Me too. But the other <laughs> sex in it was also similarly described yeah. in the detail. Yeah, and so. like, and that whole the straight sex was way like more explicit than the gay sex. And more it was like more violent, shocking. Though. Yeah, more violent, more shocking, the, more like the lesbian sex that she has in the book is the only like decent sex that she gets <laughs> in the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, other than the amazing sex mind-blowing sex that she has with her ex-boyfriend Jamie but, which is not described at all it's not described <laughs> yeah. at all you don't get details it was just amazing but we all know that it wasn't great because then he gets on a plane back to his girlfriend yeah so we're like ah! yeah mm. Gosh, but I... then the woman that she has great sex with dies so <laughs> yeah this is a complicated I, totally I forgot how much stuff happens in this book yeah, yeah, quite a lot happens. I think it's worth mentioning not because I particularly want to analyse it but like the sex she has in the first half of the book is some of the most harrowing stuff oh, I've ever yeah. had to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just because I have issues with alcohol, because that is awful. Like, the stuff she went <laughs> yeah. through is absolutely traumatic as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And this is also, like, where I often find myself having conversations with people about promiscuous female behaviour mm. and all that. Because you could say, from looking as an outsider you just see this woman getting drunk and having loads of sex and so people might be like oh she's a promiscuous woman she's a bit of a slut da, 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 da. and I'm all like hey if you want to go out and have loads of sex that's great you do you but then the difference is she's not doing it because she's like I'm having a great time and I love yeah. sex and I lo- this is how I love expressing myself and I'm getting loads out of this and this is really fun and healthy no <laughs> that's not what it was like for her and that's like the other side of the coin where it's like going out and having loads of sex but it being like for all of the wrong reasons. Mm. Which are like, yeah, she's Still lacking self Still doesn't make someone a slut, though. No, not but, at all. Yeah. But she's trying to find validation through it. She's deeply insecure. She's like... She thinks that's all she's good for. Yeah, it's it's literally like... It's a really strange way of experiencing sex mm. in a novel. Because it is yeah. truly... It's like she's an object. She objectifies herself. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like really enjoyed, but like not enjoyed is the wrong word. But like the like the monologue that she has in her head after she has sex or when she's about to have sex, she's like, "Yeah, I'm just a crazy party girl like that. Yeah, <laughs> I am gonna do that I'm because wild. I'm so crazy." But it like, is so extreme. But that's like what I do. Like I'll be like, "Yeah, I am gonna have another shot because I'm crazy." Yeah. <laughs> sorry, she used the word crazy in the context of I know about mental health, and I'm yeah. sorry. But like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm just like I'm just one of those off the wall kind of people. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and that. I think the sex that is described is purposefully described as so unbearably extreme so that we cannot come to any other conclusion but that it's damaging her. Yeah. Um, because, like, this is... Yeah, it's not just... There's no room for negotiation when she's... Like, the se- the time when she has sex and the condom comes out and she has sex with someone else mm. in the same house on the same day and she stays drunk for, like, 48 hours. 
there yeah. was no question there that that was mm. completely unhealthy and that's yeah. made that that's mm. put in there because they want us to know it's completely unhealthy and like kind of we're already talking about it but back to like um how sex and alcohol are so linked when she is sober for like the final third of the book um she keeps saying to she's going on these dates with Robbie or just like hanging out with men in general and she's like oh if i if this date we were drinking alcohol i'd be having sex with him mm. like she knows she kind of knows in her head oh like it's like sliding doors yeah she's <laughs> like i know how i do this date <laughs> yeah and it's not how i'm doing it yeah it's like I, Wait, what we, do you mean by that that's we get drunk and then we fuck yeah well that's how that's really interesting because that's how i've seen me being sober and going on dates is like if i were drunk we would have done this yeah see yeah i always like i've had dates like that as well where it's just like you get drunk and you have sex but then um often what i have to try and do to myself is like hannah did you fancy this person sober yeah and if drunk me can be like yes i did fancy them sober (laughs) then i'm like full steam ahead (laughs) like pass yeah pass go collect 200 (laughs) if sober hannah was just like i don't know we'll see then i have to like really be like do i really want this yeah, but that's a good way to um, I found that really interesting that even when she was sober, she was still very much connecting sex and alcohol because she knew that um, drinking would often lead to that with her. Mm. Yeah. To the extent that she would walk into her best friend's dad's room in her underwear. <laughs> Again, more traumatic. Grab sex. his dick. Did she just, grab his dick? She yeah. grabbed his dick. She like. <laughs> I read that so fast. I was literally, I cannot physically. I think I must have yeah. skipped like two pages of that it's because true. I was like, I cannot read you. <laughs> And not, like, want to vomit in my mouth. I have to say, there was a part of me, whilst reading that scene, I was just like, please, Max, like... Yeah. Please, Be strong. Be strong, Max, please. Okay, this leads into my next question. Yeah. um, Is, which is my last question, so after that we can freestyle. Have we Um, not been freestyling? Yeah. This is the whole I feel like I've explored Freestyle life. Um, Men aren't demonised in this book. I don't know whether you agree with that, but I think that's true. Um, Aren't. Aren't. Um, it's as much about masculinity and what that means as it is about feminism. Chauvinistic masculinity is mocked and shown to be harmful, but the pussiest man... Now, pussiest is a word that I'm like, is that really a word? But I was like, I don't have another word. The pussiest man, stepdad, <laughs> turns out to be the strongest feminist, the most pro- um, protective and the best man. Do you agree? Alan! And then I said, also, what about Irish man and Park man? Where do they stand in this? Because there's lots, oh, of, there's um... lots of, like, medium-level men who are, like, not the people that are like i would say perpetrators or like dangerous but and but they do they do take part in sex with nina and some of them feel bad about it some of them don't some of them don't really know how to help and there's so many men who are like oh i don't oh my god oh yeah I don't and that's where alan plays in as well isn't yeah he? and then alan is this extremely awkward man that turns out to be the one who's like no wife don't treat your daughter like that this yeah. is how we're doing it no yeah. no no Dina you did nothing wrong and her mum's like she did some things wrong though and he's like no fuck off and he's the one with yeah. the financial power in some way as yeah. well so he's the one I get the feeling he initiated coming back to mm. London and just dropping oh, yeah. everything and being like she does need us yeah um, so I think like, gotta love Alan to be honest I kind of loved Alan from the beginning even though Nina hated him I saw right through him <laughs> I was like Nina Alan may be boring to your 17 year old eyes yeah. but you'll see soon yeah, um, yeah. loved Alan Max was great especially because he did not have sex with Nina so he held that like oh, yeah good one never Max. read a character like that who yeah. was put in a situation like that reacted well everybody else re- reacted well to him Nobody yeah. suspected him. Mm. Well, well there's that, that moment did, with the mum. The yeah. mum did have to, like, first of all, be like, Nina, did he do anything? Did, 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 did. And yeah, then as soon as did. she was convinced that Max was not in the wrong, yeah, she, was, she like, was like, this is how we will proceed. Um, okay, so Dave, park guy who she has sex oh, with, yeah. and then Derek, Irish barman. Yeah. You are good at names. I know, she You're is. You're welcome. Shows. I can't remember Derek's housemates' names. Jane, no, Jamie's, no, Jamie's the ex boyfriend. Um, oh, Elliot is one of them. Yeah, she Elliot's the housemate, yeah. Anyway, so, okay, so mm, I'm trying to, like, now put them on a sliding scale of, like, great guy to the worst guy. If Alex I mean, but, like, like the I'm worst kind guy. of, I think my question is, is more just, like, about the fact that there was a, spe- a spectrum. Like, oh, a spectrum. Uh, yeah, really we got good, lots of men. Sp- a good spread of men. Good yeah. spread of men. And the fact that Max are... for the great spread of men. <laughs> Sorry. Makes it sound like it's cheese with crackers. Um, yeah. There's the bit where... Not only does Max 
effectively forgive Nina. He, like, welcomes her back into the house in a way. He's like, you can't live with us. He puts up sensible mm-hmm. emotional boundaries. He is someone that clearly has had a lot of therapy. He's put up sensible <laughs> emotional boundaries, but is also forgiving and empathetic mm. and kind. And I don't know. I just thought he was great. Yeah. Like, it's right. a shame that he was too old for her, really. Well, no, because I'm always a bit suspicious <laughs> of any, like, male dad character or any male character above the age of, like, 40. Yeah. But with him, I was like, no, I actually feel a bit of trust with you. What do we think of Robbie? I really I've like got high him. hopes for yeah. Yorkshire Robbie in the audio book. He always talks like this. Really, Shappy doing oh, that? Yeah, Shappy's doing that. Oh, he's always like, "Oh, I'm Robbie. I'll take you home, Nina. Oh my Can God. I have your phone number? It's a doves. Because this was, I was going to. He's like, because he's moved from up north, hasn't he? Yeah, he's like, I'm new here. Oh, oh, that bloody character, Polly. Is she called Polly? Phoebe. Or... Phoebe. Oh, oh my oh, God. Phoebe. Phoebe. Everyone knows a Phoebe. Phoebe in the yeah, everyone knows a Phoebe. Um, about <laughs> I was going to say that all the bits which were set in college slash school um, felt at the beginning a bit anger songs but then as she gained as Nina gained more perspective they became way more like she was looking at everyone else like they were the anger songs in Perfect Snogging yeah. <laughs> gang and she was kind of a bit like progressed oh I've just remembered another character that I really love and want to talk about Isabel her English teacher oh, oh yeah. who, she oh, want, who she just wants to get fingered by which oh my god so Wait, sexual where's my copy of the book because I cornered one page and one page only <laughs> was it that? in this book and was, I was amazed at how it was I, the I most mean... hilarious thing <clears throat> so Isabel is Nina's English teacher who she fancies the socks off and we also found out that Isabel is gay socks yeah <laughs> and is engaged by the end right yeah so like serious relationship and the way that, legit yeah. the way that Nina fantasizes this is another reason why I think it's more adult than YA because the way that Nina fantasizes about Isabel mm. is so detailed mm. just so like she doesn't skirt around no. anything she's like straight to the point because she says I tell mum that Isabel is getting married to her girlfriend mum thinks I've got a girl crush on Isabel a girl crush is when you're straight and idolise another woman not when you fantasize about them tearing your clothes off and shoving their fingers inside you but I don't say that to mum. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so perfect. Shoving their fingers inside. But you. I don't say that to mum. But I don't... Because I don't think... Um, when I have crushes, I don't instantly associate that with sex a lot of the time. But I know a lot of people are way more sexually driven than me. I'm not particularly sexually driven. Mm. So it's quite refreshing in a weird way to read something like that, even though I was, the prude in me was taken aback by it. Mm. I'm like, no, lots of people do think in a very sexual way when they fancy someone. Mm. Just, just and that's cool. I just want your fingers inside me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to know. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. um, I loved it. I wanted to mention briefly... Trish and her mum and class because that's another oh, aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, good, good point. One. Yeah, nice one. They... Lucy always brings up the class. Well, Shab- <laughs> or class, class everything. depending on what class. class. What class you're in? Yes, class. class. I say class. Class. Yeah. All right. Sorry, you're outnumbered, Lucy. <laughs> oh dear. Well, Trish is a great character, and her mum is an even. I really like her yeah. mum a lot, a lot. Um, and e? I like how. Yeah, there's another gay character. Is she gay? Yeah, I think they say that she's gay. Oh, yeah. And she's she, like, but she's, she's like a she's, real lesbian, is what, yeah. is what Nina says. She's like, no, but she's one of those hippie lesbians. Oh, yeah. Because I think Isabel's a bit of a lipstick lesbian, yeah. like quite feminine. I think she calls her a gold star lesbian. No, that's a different thing. No, gold she star... She said something like she's... Got, I don't know. Oh, I can't. Anyway, she makes something like... Yeah, that's what I kind of like about Nina is that she's kind of not a feminist in a lot of ways. She says stuff that you're like, no. And she was also just kind of like, she says loads of homophobic stuff, even though she's like bisexual yeah yeah anyway. she's yeah her awareness yeah. is like, but I think low. that's quite like accurate yeah for a 17 year old that's still finding out yeah, they don't sorry. even know what level they're on yet mm. um <coughs> yeah I think I think there's a really good case for like this book being great filled with great role models mm-hmm. and I really like the way that um the mum is not a great role model and is not portrayed the mum is such. complex but then you see her having beef with, is it B, Trisha's mum? Mm-hmm. And how she's like, you could, how Nina can tell that her mum doesn't like B, but actually, it B? I think it's B. Oh, her mum doesn't like the mum, uh, Trisha's mum, but how Nina kind of prefers Trisha's mum in mm-hmm. her attitude to stuff and how you can see Trisha's mum being a good motherly figure. I, I like that. I think she does say, like, she knows that her mum doesn't like yeah. um, Trisha's mum because of class. Yeah. Or she knows they're not like her kind well, of Well, because she calls her own mum a snob. Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah, I like yeah. that awareness that, like, so there is the mother character is not a, necessarily a great role model. Um, she's all right, 
which is not great. Mm. But then there are so she's many also other been adults. through some shit. Yeah, mm. but there's so many other amazing adult characters that are great. Yeah. Mm. But then obviously you don't know them as complex. I loved Trish though. Mm. Yeah. Trish is so funny. But also it's like one of those things I think Nina might say at some point about like you're kind of laughing at her, which is like really sad. Like e- everything that Nina said about Trish, I was just like, oh, poor Trish. But Trish like knows. Trish is just so aware of everything. She like gets everything, but she just kind of keeps it to herself. And it's just like the butt of every joke, but she knows she's the butt of every joke mm. and then like owns it. And like that, that scene at the end where she Trish is talking about how other people treat her and she's like you do it too Nina and mm. Nina's like really taken aback by how like up front and forward Trish is yeah she's like, like but yeah, how you take the lunch me sometimes but yeah. I don't mind yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god Trish and yeah. she just orders another muffin <laughs> <laughs> just up Trish bit of an Eeyore really yeah, yeah. that's a good oh, description she's an Eeyore. she's an Eeyore. yeah um there's another very important character that we have not mentioned once Who's her that? dad Yes, Nina's oh, dad. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. I wake yeah. the dead parents. Ten <laughs> points for Hufflepuff. <laughs> Always ten points for Hufflepuff. Um, yeah, I think it was weird because like, I've just realised that my first question was like, this book is clearly about sex and drinking. And I'm like, oh, maybe the whole thing's just about grief. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm coming back on myself and going like, is it even about sex and drink? Because it all kind of stems from this, this underpinning like, lack of somebody. But then I don't necessarily think it comes from the grief. I don't think it's that simplistic. I think, well, alcoholism's a gene as well. So can like, be. I don't, with I've... that kind of drinking, that kind of behavioural pattern with the father figure is likely to be genetic mm. as well as um, learned behaviour. Mm. Uh, on top of all other things. Yeah. But I think she has a natural predisposition because at 18 she's at that level already. Mm. Yeah. But that assume... is interesting though because that we never really see the beginning of how she got to drinking that much Mm. we kind of understand that she's always drinked a lot she's probably always been that girl in your friendship group that drinks just like a bit more than she was with jamie yeah exactly just but i think when she was with jamie like probably just drank a bit more than everyone else but it was unnoticeable because jamie looked after her she's Mm. really good at getting served (laughs) yeah when she's not of age yes exactly and then um we kind of get the impression that most of her really heavy, heavy, like, alcoholic, bad drinking, the bad behaviours come out of her grieving her relationship Mm. that ended because Jamie is a dick. And then she always, when she's thinking um, deeply about it, then associates it with her father. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Context, podcast listeners who haven't read the book, uh, her dad died because he was an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah, and seemed to be quite abusive to her, her mum. Yeah, yeah, mm. but it's so interesting the way that she because uh, Nina's dad died when she was nine, mm. and the way that she remembers her dad is this like fun loving, energetic, like sweat her mum off the feet. Yeah, like passionate man, and then it's only like as you keep reading is that she starts to remember all of the really mm. scary, abusive, violent behaviours that he had as well, yeah. and like how much he put Nina and her mum through. When I made my video about alcohol, uh, the number one thing basically that was I was told by everyone is that, that when their parent has been an alcoholic, uh-huh. everyone who reached out to me about a parent said, or a family member said exactly the same thing as what was described in Nina's oh, really? in Nina's situation. Just like parent is a good person. Like extremes. Yeah, yeah. a very, very good person when sober. Um, and when they drank, it's like a complete monster werewolf. People described it as yeah. a werewolf to me. Mm. And I thought that was super interesting. That is a common pattern that mm. completely changes their behaviour. And so that accurate description, when I was reading this, I was like, that dad description sounds completely accurate for a mm. conventional alcoholic parent. Um, and it sounds like it came from experience yeah. of that. <laughs> it's really interesting reading this book and having a very... A very obviously alcoholic parent because obviously when we read How to Build a Girl, Johanna's dad is an alcoholic, mm. but it's never like explicitly, yeah, it's not touched about, upon yeah. or mentioned because it's not it's not about that. But the, it, he's he's coded as an alcoholic, mm. like you can yeah. see he's like very much like oh yeah, but the it's a normalized, isn't it? Whereas but Johanna, yes, yeah, my like yeah. dad's at the pub, he's always at the pub, mm. and he comes, and like, he drives drunk and like hits, yeah, and somebody and get him a beer because he's gonna explode, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's almost seen as more comedic in that. Well, it is definitely seen as more comedic in How to Build a Girl. Mm. 
But Johanna's very like in her own world anyway. She doesn't know what that. She didn't. Maybe she doesn't realize that her dad's an alcoholic. She doesn't realize that her brother's gay. Like. It's literally me. <laughs> I mean, not that my dad's alcohol, but do you know what I mean? I'm just that like, every time people talk about her, I'm like, I don't realise things about people that are very yeah. obvious. <laughs> yeah. And a mature, not a maturity thing, an environment thing as well. Like, mm-hmm. Nina has been brought up being very aware that her dad was a problematic drinker, died of alcohol, and that was abnormal in that environment. But when you're living in a place where everyone goes to the pub, every mm-hmm. man after he goes to work goes to the pub every mm-hmm. evening and brings back weird people, and that's kind of a norm. Yeah, I guess that distorts your view of what an alcoholic is. Yeah, definitely. And functioning alcoholism is very different from mm. dysfunctional alcoholism, mm. which is usually when I guess people end up in rehab. Mm. Oh, rehab! Oh, oh yeah. god, there is so much in this book. What time? Is it We're doing really well. We're on an hour. Okay. Um, There's let's so talk. Let's talk about rehab and wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Liked that we didn't spend that much time there. Worried we were never going to see. Yeah. Also just see the implications of what it was like when she came out again. Yeah. So yeah. glad we weren't there in there that long. But it was quite funny when we were in there. Yeah. For me. Obviously it wasn't funny <laughs> for her. Um, but I think, yeah. It's the hope, isn't it? And also those descriptions of AA can confirm very accurate. Um, I'm happy wait, to do you say, want to say that? I'm happy to say on the podcast that I've been to a couple of AA sessions. Yeah. That's yeah. Tried it, um, and it's it's very accurate, mm. um, and was described very accurately. And I think if you're interested in AA, this is a good book to read, because of that. Yeah, yeah. I it doesn't make it seem scary. Yeah, mm. rehab sounded fine. Like obviously a weird situation to put yourself in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sounded boring. Like, yeah, it sounds like necessary, but not like you don't get strip searched and like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I had in my head about rehab, but I was like, it sounds friendly and like living in a home, like not just a. Institute. Yeah, I found it really sad that Isla, like, relapsed after she got out and yeah. ultimately died because her like everyone cut her off and then she and was, was like... the one who was making the effort to get herself better after it was her partner that had the real like kept dragging her back yeah. down and then the partner gets to survive and she doesn't. Yeah. That was really yeah. like. But yeah, sad. I guess it was just kind of like showing you how Nina is like Nina is an example of a recovery mm. yeah and then but at but, least the other, the other but, voices were present like. but for other people it's not they're not as lucky or mm. like it doesn't work out which is just like yeah. oh. and even then nina is nowhere near recovered she relapses multiple times with isla which is oh yeah and with isla yeah like but that was very telling as well like she knows who to go to to do the relapsing with yeah Exactly. She's, she's I was like, like who as soon will as she, understand? As soon as she answers that text, Isla, I was like, we're in for a drunken scene yeah. now. She's going to drink again. Um, See, I had real hope. I was like, no, they're not going to drink because they understand the struggle. And then I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they went for it. It was horrible reading about her relapses. That was like... Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. The scene where she has the... Um, the bottle of vodka and she's and <sighs> she's on the park bench and she calls her sponsor, Julie. Mm. Oh, I was like, and then she pours I, I, it down the drain. Oh my god! But I don't think I've ever, reading a fiction book before, been like willing a character with my mind like <laughs> so much. Like, I'm like, don't do it, Nina! Don't do it! Oh. No, because you know as well with Nina, it's all or nothing. Yeah, exactly. there is no middle ground yeah. with Nina. If she's gonna drink the bottle of vodka, she'll drink the whole thing, and she'll drink four more. Yeah, that is that is a scary part. Yeah, of go her home, alcoholism. Go yeah. home. Go home. Nina. Yeah, go home. and she went home. I know. Okay. God, there's so much in this book. I, I didn't. Yes. We're, ne- we're never going to cover everything, but I no. hope that gets okay. Oh, um, shall we end it uh, discussing on how the book ends with Alex um, being advised to plead guilty? Oh yeah. Oh, oh. Which is really interesting yeah. though, because the other two YA rape books that we read last year—I cannot believe it's a genre. <laughs> oh my um, god, it is, isn't it? They kind of end with no convictions, yeah. like the case being dropped or there never being a case to begin with because they never wanted to report it. This is kind of like obviously devastating because she's been raped, but a kind of beacon of hope for other survivors out mm. there. Of like, Nina had a really positive experience in the process like mm, with yeah. the police with and she um, says that she's heard of bad stuff happening yeah you know i mean she's not not aware of it yeah yeah and i really actually liked that portrayal because i i bet that we've probably all heard 
more bad stories about when women have gone to the police to report a rape. We've yeah. we've all heard the the horrible stories or been um, involved in the process and yeah. been aware that it has not um, been favorable. But obviously, like some people do get the justice and some yeah, like, some people do. Some people do, and mm. I really liked that that was represented in this book. It was like a nice kind of like oh, it's not completely futile mm. reporting it. Like yeah. it like obviously if you if you're a survivor of rape then you do whatever you want to do and mm. like and however you want to process it report it don't report it like talk to whoever but i liked that mm. this book kind of even if it's fictional it, but it did give an example of a story of when it worked out yeah yeah and also it kind of felt like she was like the later version of some of the early characters from the other books where it's like she comes forward with a story two people who's whose cases failed for whatever reason come yeah. back forward yeah. do you know what I mean and I hope that maybe the characters from the other books if they were living and real like Emma um, from Asking maybe, for yeah, it yeah maybe yeah. in like mm. 10 years they'd be the person to go actually I do have a story about that guy do you know what I mean yeah like, I want to reopen it's, my case yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's important to note that it wasn't just her it was like these people that came before her who were like no actually yeah. Like, yeah. let's kick some shit off. <laughs> and it's the first, p- the policewoman she sees is the first pe- person she speaks to who does not add emotional weight to her experience. Mm. Everyone else adds their emotions mm, into it. Really true, and yeah. she notes how relieving it is to ha- have the final character kind of that you meet in that story. Just be like, I just need the facts. Yeah, just need the facts. What happened? Where's the video? I'm going to ask lots of detail, but we're going to get somewhere with this. Mm. Yeah. It's a real hope. Yeah. Like, the main hope. thing that incriminated Alex... And this is this is what I've learned from writing my book, doing it. it sounds cyclical. Um, <laughs> I was like, we've nearly got through a podcast <laughs> without Hannah plugging without the book. doing it. Um, but in order to get a rape conviction in the UK, you need to prove that the victim did not consent. But then you also have to prove that the perpetrator did not believe that the victim had consented. Mm. And so, the, so the text, so Zoe coming in. Zoe doing her like 180 and coming in and giving evidence of Alex's text to her being like she was what well, I don't know what he said yeah like, it was Zoe's that clinched mm-hmm. it she was, was she was testimony. she was she was like a dead pig it was like fucking a dead it was something like that which basically it's horrible absolutely horrific but what those texts do is prove that Alex knew mm. how yeah like Un, like completely not with it Nina was mm. basically those texts prove that Alex knew he wasn't having consensual sex yeah and that's what makes him like yeah you raped someone yeah cool. just FYI the law yeah. <laughs> that's how it went on. Off, on. Uh... Um, would you have sex with this book I personally would have hot lesbian sober sex yes. with this book oh <laughs> good shout oh oh no I was going to say something really I don't believe I was going to say I would have no, I'd have sex with Robbie in this book. <laughs> Sober Robbie sex. Um, I would... I, I'm, I'm like, can I have both of those? Yeah. <laughs> but also, I'm I like, absolutely... Can I have the hot lesbian sex? <laughs> the book. So, and also, Robbie sex, all sober. Thank mm. you. But not but, on the same night and don't leave the condom inside you. Yeah, yeah. I may say, like, as a yeah. whole, I would not have sex with this book because the vast majority of sexual encounters she has are horrendous. Mm. But... yeah. And I also scarring. like weirdly want to have sex with Max in this book, but I think I'm also still too young for him. Yeah, I think yeah, closer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting closer. I'm not 18. No, <laughs> bit I, older. I picture um, if anyone who's listening knows who I'm talking about Max, Casey Neistat's friend. So like in my brain, Max is a no go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no idea who that is, but cool. Yeah, there'll be someone. Thanks for listening. We loved having you. I hope you enjoyed our discussion about Nina is not okay. Um, Rate us on iTunes if you want and tell us what you thought of the book. Yeah, yeah. tweet us. We're at Banging Book Club on Twitter. And next month we are reading A Quiet Kind of Thunder by Sarah Bernard. Oh, yeah. I think I know Sarah Bernard. Fun she, fact. She's, she lives in she Brighton. Do you know her? Beautiful Broken Things. Oh, great book. I think she's married to a friend of mine, but I'm not sure. Anyway. Interesting. We'll find out. We will find out. <laughs> Me and Sarah have a mutual friend, so... I'll, we'll find I out. did that video with her, didn't I? You went to there Brighton. We go. Look at us. We will. I'll link the video. Have, oh. I, I did a Brighton tour with her. We all have connections with Sarah. Isn't that great? Is it yeah. Sarah or Sarah? Because I know it's Sarah. spelled Sarah. Sarah there we go. Bernard. Sarah Bernard. Hey. But what a nice name. And then, is there anything else we need? Oh, if you would like to tweet at us, because we are great, and I sound like a middle-aged woman saying that, yeah. um, you can tweet us at Banging Book Club. 
and yeah, Hannah kind of mans gifts. the fort on that and then occasionally Lena or I will accidentally log in and post something <laughs> funny um, Men, like tweet some kind of a random inflatable yeah. vagina and then yeah. leave again oh it is a very entertaining thing to follow like yeah, just do great okay I don't know if we have anything else go listen to our mini-sodes bitches like do it like bye oh, yeah. then, like bye <laughs> go bye bye Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.